Today's advanced training. <laughs> how to develop persistence. How to develop persistence. Um, you know, last night I, uh, I zoomed in to Chicago. Uh, I was doing some training for uh, about 40 people up there in Chicago that gathered on Zoom to, to, to hear the training. And afterwards we did some little Q&A and, and people were asking uh, questions. And, and one of those questions was centered around, uh, you know, how how to keep doing what you do and um it's you know how do you create those habits and how do you um just get up every day and do the mundane again and again and again like how do you how do you do that and um i thought man what a great thing to share <laughs> uh with the team so uh how to develop persistence i uh, I, I take this this teaching uh from the resource here is the book think and grow rich by napoleon hill uh, I, uh, I can't encourage you to read this book enough. These are, this is one of those top 10 books for me. Uh, I read this book every year, uh, or at least listen to the audio version of it once a year, uh, because it's just one of those cornerstone books. So many books, uh, today written about uh, personal development and improving yourself, all that sort of stuff. They, they quote, but they don't always cite it, but they quote Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. If you're not familiar with the book, uh, Napoleon Hill was asked by Andrew Carnegie, uh, in, in the early uh, 1900s, I was asked by Andrew Carnegie to, to really um, write a book about what made, at the time, Andrew Carnegie the wealthiest man in the world. Uh, and, and if Andrew Carnegie, uh, if his money was converted into today money, he would still be the wealthiest man in the world today. Uh, that's, that's how crazy the money was back then that he had. Uh, and anyway, it's, uh, Napoleon Hill went through and, and uh, interviewed Andrew Carnegie and, and then also went off and interviewed you know, Rockefeller and interviewed uh, Henry Ford and, you know, all these different um, titans of industry in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, and from that came out with volumes of books. Uh, there, he's written a bunch. Master Key to Riches is another one. Uh, Think and Grow Rich is, is one of the cornerstones. There's Outwitting the Devil, which is really a phenomenal book. If you ever get to read that, uh, it, 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 uh, I would like, I don't read that book at night with the lights off. I got to turn on the lights and <laughs> read it. It, it, it. it scared me a little. Uh, but anyway, Think and Grow Rich, you should read it. The teaching I'm covering today comes from this. These are not my thoughts. They literally are words taken off <laughs> the page from Napoleon Hill and put onto a PowerPoint. Uh, I want to go through it because I, I think I read Think and Grow Rich at a very early age. Uh, I was probably 17 or 18 the first time I read that book. Um, a lot of it didn't make sense to me because my brain was still forming and um, <laughs> I didn't have uh, maturity, I think, to digest it all. And yet the stuff I was reading still made, made an impact on me, still made an impression on my life uh, and started shaping um, my thought process. So uh, Napoleon Hill says to develop persistence, number one, you need a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. A definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. Um, I've heard it said so many times, Eric Thomas, the, the hip hop preacher, I think is what he's called. Eric, I was known as E.T. Uh, I've heard him say it. I've heard other speakers say it over the years. Uh, but there's, you know, if, if you were out uh, in, the, in the water and somebody held you down underwater, um, what would you do to get that breath of air? 
Um, how hard would you fight? Would you, would you scratch? Would you pinch? Would you grab? Would, would you care what you were grabbing? What would you do to get out of that where you're being held down and be able to come out of the water and breathe again? That is a definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. That is a perfect illustration of what it feels like when you wake up in the morning and you're so focused on what you want that nothing and no one's going to get in your freaking way to get what you're looking for. That's, that's that, that definite purpose. What is your definite purpose? Um, and, and listen, I, when people hear that, they go, well, I need to stop what I'm doing. And I really need to, I'm going to, you know, y- y- the old joke about college students graduating college and going off to Europe or Africa or whatever for, you know, a, a year to find themselves. It's like, man, you find yourselves in the work. <laughs> That's where you find it. You start doing what you're supposed to be doing. And in that you find what really is your definite purpose. My, my definite purpose when I got started with this 20 years ago, it was not some, I wasn't trying to, to, to feed the homeless. I wasn't trying to support a charity. I wasn't trying to get out of debt. I wasn't trying to buy a nice house or get a Ferrari. That's not what my definite purpose was 20 plus years ago. My definite purpose was to eat. <laughs> my definite purpose was to pay rent. My definite purpose was to look at my wife and know that she looked at me as a provider, not as a leech on her. Like that was what drove me in the early days. It doesn't have to be super deep, but the more success you see, the deeper that definite purpose is going to be. And and you really can't discover that deeper purpose without working. So don't stop what you're doing. Oh, I need to, to have persistence. I really need to decide what my definite purpose is. Your definite purpose is you're going to pay your rent this month. You're going to pay your house payment. You're going to make your car note. Like that's, that's your definite purpose now. It'll, it'll get deeper the more you get into it. But, but listen, the, the key here is knowing where you're going. It's a general idea. I know like if I'm in Texas and I want to go to California, I'm going to turn to the west and start walking. Now, I, I, California is a pretty, pretty, wide state is from north to south i guess there's a lot of places i could end up but i know if i'm leaving texas and i head west i'm at least heading in the general direction now you just have to have this burning desire that nothing's going to stop you that i've got to get there it's something inside of me i can't give up on i don't i can't explain it people ask me like what 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 drives you fitz i don't know it's just in there i want to win man i want to win for my family i want to win for my friends i want to win for my 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 city and my country like i want to win and, and I, I don't know how to express it other than that. And that's what you need inside of you. Because listen, life gets hard. <laughs> Obstacles come. And, and when they do, are you going to punch through it or are you going to get beaten down by it? Step one, a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. Number two, how to develop persistence. You need a definite plan expressed in continuous action. A definite plan expressed in continuous action. So, Fitz, I'm going to pay my rent this month. There's your, de- there's your definite purpose. All right, so what's the definite plan? Okay, I need to make 100 dials this week and every week. Or I need to make 200 dials this week and every week. And, and really the way you express it at that point, it says continuous action. Expressing, you say, I am making 200 dials a week. That's expressed in continuous action. I am, not I will. That's, that's future action. Uh, I did. No, that's past. It's continuous. I am making 200 dials a week. I am going to pay rent this month. You need that definite plan. Again, it doesn't have to be super detailed. 
uh, if you need help, by the way. Uh, so it was a question that came up when I was doing the meeting in Chicago last night because I was, I was talking about how uh, that you don't want to move forward on your own understanding and uh, because often your own understanding is limited and um, the, the experiences that you haven't had can't give you the wisdom that you need. Right. So you so you have to reach out to others and operate on on their understanding as well. So if you don't know how to put together a definite plan, don't be embarrassed by that. That's normal. It, listen, if you've never been to a, a, a city, let's say you've never been to Venice, Italy, then you can't be a tour guide there. <laughs> you've never been there. You could read a book over oh, it. Now, the book is giving you the advice and you're moving forward on the book's understanding. So. If you've never been there, then you can't guide yourself there. You need to reach out. So if you don't know how to put together that definite plan, reach out to your manager, your mentor. Hey, if, if, if nothing else, <laughs> you know, worst case scenario, I, I like to think that I'm better than that, but me, I'll help you. Like, I love this kind of thing. Uh, schedule time with me. Let's talk. Let's, let's put together that definite plan. What you'll find is I keep definite plans really simple really simple. I need you to go do this. And it's something as simple as I need you to pick up the phone and just dial it 200 times this week and see what you get. Oh, oh okay. You got the dials down. Now let's focus on getting those appointments booked. Real simple stuff, but a definite thing, a definite plan. Number three, to develop persistence, you need a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. I didn't say this. Napoleon Hill said this. I just transposed it onto this PowerPoint. <laughs> a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. We're in a time right now in 2020, it's really hard, really hard to avoid all the neg negative and discouraging influences. I was talking to Heather the other night. And I was like, you know, it's hard to comment on the state of the world right now because it seems like everything is wrong. It seems like the people, uh, people will sto state uh, facts about this and facts about that. And how can two people state opposing facts proving their point about the same? Like, I, you don't know what to believe, right? Like, I, I've got this thing now on social media. Facebook is my social media vice. I don't, I don't do Instagram or Twitter or any of that other stuff. Uh, Facebook. Now, here's the thing I do on Facebook right now. I, it's really hard. There's a lot of crap in the world today. And, and it's not new crap. It's just the same old crap we keep regurgitating like cows with a four-chamber stomach or something. So <laughs> it's, that's how gross it is. I wanted to paint that picture. But a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences. What I do on Facebook right now, I will open up Facebook on my phone. I will get to, I will start reading through my timeline because I, I like keeping up with friends. And I think Facebook and social media is a great way of kind of getting a pulse on society. That's wonderful. Um, but I read, I read through my, t through my feed until I've read a negative post and then I, then I stop. And I've gotten now where when I read through that, that, that the feed, I get to a negative person that I know only ever writes negative posts, and I won't read their post. I just shut down Facebook at that point. And I got to tell you, a lot of times right now, I read the first post and I'm done. Like it's saving me so much time because I'm just, I, I can't, I can't take it. It just, it's overwhelming, right? The pain that's in the world today, it just makes my heart heavy. And I can't, I can't, I can't get absorbed in that. I, I can't, I don't have enough uh, real estate mentally to entertain everybody's thoughts that are in the world today. I can only entertain my thoughts. 
and, and focus on what I'm supposed to do. I look at my wife, I look at my kids, they depend on me. I can't get bogged down in the minutia that is not my calling. It's not, my, it's not what I have capacity for. You've got to close your mind against that. Look, the second part, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. This is a tough one because um, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I saw the chat there, quite a picture. Um, friends and, and acquaintances and relatives, a lot of times we'll get negative comments from them. They'll say stuff like, You're so, your life is so imbalanced. Uh, you, you, you spend so much time working. Uh, why, why, are you, why do you work so hard? And, and listen, and I mean, I, we moved halfway across the country to build this business. So we got comments like, why are you moving halfway across the country? Why are you taking my daughter away from me? Like, <laughs> and, and the moment it's really easy to see those comments negatively. But most of our friends and relatives and acquaintances are just trying to help and protect us. They don't want to see us get hurt. Maybe they've worked hard in their life and it cost them something that they, that they weren't able to get back. And they don't want to see it. They don't want to see you lose that same thing. Um, for example, uh, uh, your family. I, I, know, I know people in my life that were really at, at times, you know, hey, you really, you really need to balance your life. You need to balance. And I, I think living a balanced life is a fallacy. I think it's, it's something that people made up. It's not real. I don't live a balanced life now. And yet my priorities know that they are a priority to me. I spend good time in my business. I spend good time with my family. My, my kids love me. My wife adores me. And I'm not saying that because she's just sitting right here. But those, those things are true. And it came intentionally. I, I, I made my priorities a priority. But I don't live a balanced life by any means. I don't do everything in life. I'm very selective in what I do, and I, I give those things my all. So I, I'm not saying, I've always said, I'm not going to build my business and, and lose my family in the process. It's not worth it to me. I want to keep my family, right? Because I came from a family that, that was like that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I, instead, I'm going to keep my family, but at the same time, I'm going to work. So when somebody says, you need to live a more balanced life, you need to spend more time with your wife and kids, I go, hang on, time out. You're not living in my house. You don't see the interactions between me and my wife and my kids. You don't know. You, you, you can't tell me I need to work more. You don't see me at the office. You, you don't, you're not following me around like a news crew following somebody on a documentary. You're not seeing me work. So I have to filter. We have to filter what people are saying to us and realize that most of the time, these friends and family, they're just trying to help. They just love us. They just care. But they also don't know. And so... <laughs> We have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, I hear you. I don't know how, what to do with that that you're giving me right now, <laughs> but I appreciate you saying it. So that's, that's, I got that from my friend Jeff Bright. I, I don't know what to do with what you just said, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take it into consideration. I appreciate you sharing it with me, right? And then I'm going to go on and do my thing because at the end of the day, nobody really knows how life works out. We're all in one grand experiment. We're figuring it out as we go. And at the end of our life, we're going to either have done it well or not. And, and either way, we're going to look back on our life and go, eh, I could have done that better, could have done that better, could have done that better. But, but at the end of your life, it's too late, right? So we're all under this grand experiment. And here's the thing as adults, we get to have that experiment and we get to, we get to live with the results, good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> 
And I like that. So last night, the Chicago group was asking me, they're like, you know, this, this 20 years you've been at this, I'm into my, into my third decade of leading people. Uh, and they said, what, what, what has it given you? And I think they wanted me to talk about like the house and whatever, all the you know, private school tuition, donations to charity. They wanted me to talk about that. And I was like, man, you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm really excited about who's looking back. Like, I like me. I'm grateful for me because I'm living this out and I deal with the consequences of my decisions and I also get to enjoy the rewards and I like it. I like who I've become. I like who I'm becoming. I don't know where I'm going, (laughs) right? Like I don't know the final destination, but I know the general direction I'm supposed to be heading and I'm heading there. And you want to develop persistence? You got to do the same thing. You got to seal it out. Listen, guys, listen. Stop with social media Stop with the news. Give it a, a breath. Give yourself a breath. Re- relieve the tension in your body right now and just focus on what you're supposed to be doing just for a little bit. The news will still be there when you want it. It's, it's still going to be there. They still make money 24 hours a day reporting on stuff over and over and over. Just, just, for, a, just for a window. Like, have some peace. Just take a break. Seal yourself from those negative influences. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. Number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. A friendly alliance with one or more alliance. I love that word. I didn't write this. Napoleon Hill did. Of course, we're all part of the alliance. Uh, But a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. I, the success that we've had so far is equal parts um, friends in the in our business and friends out of our business. Uh, equal parts. Um, you have to surround yourself with people who are, I don't want to say they think like you. They see where you need to go. Uh, surround yourself. I mean, we're, we're sitting around on Saturday night. We had some friends over to the house. We weren't social distancing. This is our Texas family. These people are closer than family to us. We're sitting around the fire pit. I mean, it was like 100 degrees, but I just like having a fire, I like sitting around it. Um, and uh, we were talking, and we were, we were discussing the current state of affairs in 2020 and, and all that's going on, and we don't all share the same opinions. And if somebody had been outside of that circle and listened in, they would have thought that we didn't really like each other, the way we were debating and arguing. And, but th- those people that we surround ourselves with, they challenge us. Because they see in us the greatness that we can't see. And um, that's really cool. You have to surround yourself with people like that. That just, they see where you're going. They see the gifts you have that that you're blind to. you're, You're like this to your strengths. You're like this to your weaknesses. You're like this to your purpose. But then you have people around you and they go, oh. This is where you're going. You can't give up now. You're on the way. And they, they just randomly encourage you. They send you a text at the right time. I'm so emotional today. It's really important for your persistence that you have these people. Be clear. He says one or more persons. He doesn't say a hundred. He, he didn't, and, and Napoleon Hill didn't know about Facebook, but he didn't say you need to put your stuff out there on Facebook and, let, and then let the, 
let society at large encourage you or discourage you, right? Be careful with who you're sharing your plans with. Be careful with who you allow to speak into your life because they could change your course. And that's not good. (laughs) It's not good. Don't change your course to where you're not supposed to go. Stay on the path. Stay where you're supposed to go. But when you find these people, be open to sharing with them what your plans are. Be open to hearing from them that you need to tweak your plans. Be, be open to the fact that just because you put together a plan, that, that they, they may see some, some improvements that you can make on that. They could see things that you could do to be better. Be open to that. Um, surround yourself with people who encourage critical thinking. Um, critical thinking is tough. Uh, one, I, I always get this quote wrong, but it was said by F. Scott Fitzgerald, no relation. He said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to uh, entertain two opposing thoughts at one time. That's the measure of intelligence, is being able to entertain two opposing thoughts at one time. So both sides of an issue, right? And, and I, I'm not going to get into the social issues that we're dealing with today, but both sides of the issue of where you're going. You know, here's, here's the strengths I have, but don't be blind to the weaknesses that you have. Here's the advantages I have, but don't be, don't be blind to the disadvantages. Here's the disadvantages I have, but don't be blind to the advantages that you have. Like, you, you have to be able to entertain both thoughts in your brain. And I think that's really vital to get where you're going to go. And ultimately, who you surround yourself with is the one, are the ones who are going to be able to help you entertain those thoughts and critically think. And thinking is so important. That's why his book is Think and Grow Rich. Now, now, if you read his book, he's not going to say that you just sit around and think and grow rich. Otherwise, Jeopardy champions would rule the world. They don't. you got to work, right? But, but thinking is so vital, and it's so rare. It's so rare. So, all of this helped me shape <laughs> me into, uh, into developing persistence. I think um, part of it is genetic. I was raised by a very persistent mother. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of it is shaped by the things here that Napoleon Hill said. I know where I'm going, and um, generally, <laughs> I don't think we'll really fully know until we get there, uh, but um, I encourage you to take some time and just go through this. Go through this. What, what is your purpose? Fitz, my purpose is real simple. I want to pay rent. Great. Well, let's put together a plan of how you're going to do that every month, right? And, and, then, and then this is where you have to step in and say, you know what? I'm just not going to... I'm not going to, I'm going to put the blinders on and focus on my plan and not focus on everybody else's plan right now. I'm going to focus on mine. And, and I'm going to find those handful of people in my life that I can trust to help get me there. I hope that helps. I hope it's given you some insight and I hope uh, that you're able to do something with it. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.